Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. hip 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 powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Montana rolling out the right, looking toward the end zone, throwing under pressure, throws his pass. Caught by Clark! Clark out a touchdown! Troy Clark has it! It's a touchdown for the 49ers! You're now listening to the Fourth and Gold podcast with Javi and Matt. Garoppolo going to the end zone, and it is caught. Touchdown, Niners. Matt Breida with the score. Welcome to the Fourth and Gold podcast. We are back with a recap of the 49ers' victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. Jimmy Garoppolo returns to ground zero. The scene of the crime. Niners pull off the victory 27-17. to And things are back to normal. Um, Jimmy is all good. And it's just preseason, guys. Matt, what's going on? Not much, man. You know, we were watching the game last night. It's good to see Jimmy get back to form. We'll dive into that the full way. Uh, at halftime, the bombshell drops that Andrew Luck is retiring. Uh, so that kind of took a lot of the... Uh, the juice away from the game. Yeah, it did. Yeah, because after that, I was kind of more focused on Andrew Luck news than I was on 49ers stuff. I was still watching the game and everything, but I was really in on Andrew Luck. Um, we'll, t- we'll touch on him in a little bit, too. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, it's like I said, it's nice to see Jimmy get back to form. Yeah, we, you know, we we told everyone to relax, told everyone to chill out. It's It was just six pass attempts. There was a lot of reasons why I didn't look very good in Denver. It wasn't all on Jimmy. Um, Kyle reiterated that over the week several times. Um, you know, you had your local radio hosts in 95.7 and KMBR going, you know, on their on their rants and their spazzes and just for, you know, they got they need the clicks. And then you got guys on online, Middlecoff and, and Florio and whoever else wants to be out there for clicks. You know, and they should know better, but that's, that's just the world we live in. Um, you know, I've been saying it, I'm going to keep saying it again, we're not here for hot takes. We're here to try to put some truth to everything that's coming out. You know what you see mm-hmm. on the field. Um, you know we're not most, we're not experts, but we uh, we try to keep it as objective, but as truthfully objective as possible. Yeah, we're holding on to the receipts, man. Because yeah, I got receipts for days. We've said a lot of things this offseason that have, that have proven to be true, 
And uh, yesterday, last night, was just another one where we told everyone, take a deep breath. It's not a huge deal. It's his first time back in 11 months. He's going to be rusty. He's not going to look good. The offensive line did him no favors. And then last mm-hmm. night, I mean, he didn't look perfect. Don't don't misconstrue this. He was not the best quarterback in the history of the NFL last night. What he was was good. And if the 49ers get last night Jimmy out of him all season long, they're going to be just fine. He had some throws that looked not so good. You know, the one, uh, the triple coverage pass to Dante uh, it, towards the end zone was misguided. Risky. Misguided and risky. Yeah. Um, then he had uh, the first drive. He didn't look super crisp. He was a little bit behind some of the wide receivers. And then sometimes he was like right on it. But then we had that statement drive, um, the touchdown drive. Man, did he look good. Back-to-back dimes. Uh, one to Richie James, who ran an incredible route and just smoked the corner. He did a little head fake and got him to completely bite. He was wide open. Um, I would like to see him take that one to the house. I would like to see him shake the safety and take that one. But uh, on the next play, Jimmy, uh, wheel route, rub route with uh, with uh, Kendrick Bourne. And, and Braden and Bourne ran it perfectly. They got their defenders to run into each other. And, and Braden ended up wide open down the sideline on a wheel route. Uh, good throw, better catch, touchdown. And going into last night, the two things I wanted to see from Jimmy is I wanted to see him lead a touchdown drive, and I wanted to see him get sacked. And both of those things happened. Yeah, I wanted to see him get sacked more than throw a touchdown because I wanted him to see, see him get hit and get up. And, you know, he, he did get hit, and he got up. You know, it wasn't a big hit, but... It's, it's still Frank Clark that hit him. So mm-hmm. uh, that was a big deal. Um, it We told everyone, relax. You know, Jimmy looked fine. Yeah, the first drive was a little shaky. The first couple passes, he settled in um, and things got going. You know, we may have an issue at right guard with, you know, batted passes, but um, that made me more of a guard issue than the quarterback issue. Um, and the wheel, the route where they, the play where uh, Breida scored the touchdown, it looked similar to the play that was ran against Denver, except Breida was in a wide out position as, as opposed to coming out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like the route was ran correctly. Kendrick Bourne came in on an in route, and um, Breida carried that up the seam or slash wheel uh, for that for that reception. So that looked very similar to the Denver one. Um, I, I kind of think you know what a lot what other folks have said. Maybe maybe Marquise ran the wrong route. Not only adding the pressure of Char- uh, Nick, not Nick Chubb. Bradley Chubb mm-hmm. in, in Jimmy's face affected that play call and, and affected the play overall. Um, overall, I thought the game was good. Um, I had not been so hyped for a preseason game in a long time because of all the chatter. Um, you know, for Jimmy to go 14 of 20, 188, one touchdown, take a sack. You know, he, he threw that one bad pass, like you said, to Pettis. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I thought he looked sharp once he got in that rhythm after that touchdown um, pass. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and the batted pass down um, was on the fourth down play, which I actually really like. Uh, you know, you're trying to get Jimmy as many snaps as possible. It's preseason. No one cares about the score. So you might as well go for it on fourth and one. Um, the, the only thing is he stared down Kendrick Bourne and you could see that his head never moved off him. And uh, Chris Jones, who is an outstanding defensive tackle, just read Jimmy the whole way and just watched his eyes and, and didn't even really attempt a pass rush there. He kind of just sat back and was like, "All right, if you're going to stare this guy down, I'm just going to get my hands up." Yeah, he's got you know that's that comes with more reps. You know, Jimmy's still ten games of, of football, mm-hmm. and um, you know he'll he'll get he'll, he'll get his eyes straight and um, figure out how to you know 
make the adjustments, make the safety look them off, and make the linemen look them off. Um, so I, I'm not too concerned there. The other, it, it's just it's just funny, you know. It's it's like what's the point of being a hot take, hot takey this early, you know? It's like, come on, it's preseason. <laughs> Jimmy had a, he had one bad, you know, he had one bad practice and then one bad series. And the you know the the sky is falling, the world's coming to an end. And I think Kyle Shanahan put it best: it's irresponsible, and it was irresponsible by a lot of people to pass their judgments and and without even doing any type of film study. And those who did do film study, um, you know, like J.T. O'Sullivan for one, um, you know, he made it very clear that it was not all on Jimmy. So um, to everyone out there who wanted to freak out and spaz out, this one's for you, buddy. Relax. Yeah, and it's. You mentioned the word irresponsible, and it's good because guys like Chris Mortensen came out and dropped a report saying that you you know maybe they're looking to move on from Jimmy, maybe Mullins is the future for the court for the Forty ers and it, the thing he was referencing was like a week old, and people outside the sphere of Santa Clara and outside the sphere of Forty ers fandom don't really understand that, and they see yeah. they see this report come out and they take it as gospel because it comes from. Chris Mortensen, it comes from ESPN, it comes from Fox, whatever national, you know, um, national outlet. Yeah, there you go. National outlet is is putting it out. And, man, irresponsible is just the perfect word because these guys want clicks, they want listens, they want whatever, and they don't they don't have to be right. And it's almost like these, these, these folks, their track record of being right doesn't matter. Like, yeah, no. they can just come out and be completely wrong all the time. And everyone's gonna be like, yeah, that's fine. It's Chris Mortensen. He works for ESPN. And, and it's just like, they still maintain their credibility, even though they're just so wildly off base all the time. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if you've ever seen that, that clip of Denzel Washington, you know, where he's like, everyone's in the, in the rush to be first and not be right. So, mm-hmm. and that's seems what it's like around, you know, the NFL period in general with all the news and everything that comes out. People would rather be first than right, and that's, again, the word irresponsible. But, you know, that's last week. On to this week, we'll hear the stories of, oh, well, it's just preseason. You know, the Chiefs did have an issue with secondary. I'm pretty sure these would be these will be the storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you'll get, you know, guys like Matt Mayoko, Matt Barrows, Dave, uh, Dave Lombardi. They've already written really good pieces on, you know, Jimmy looked good, he looked sharp, his confidence is back. I take more from the local guys than I do the national media guys, and... I think most 49ers fans should do the same. You know, follow those three guys that I had just mentioned. Um, yeah. They usually are spot on every time. Eric Branch, um, you know, there's a couple other guys out there that, you know, that are worth a like, worth a, uh, a click. Some of the national guys, just I wouldn't even bother. Yeah, and speaking of the local guys, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo even managed to impress Grant Cohn, who has been one of yeah. his biggest critics um, pretty much since he signed that contract. And Grant Cohn put it very well, and he said he played excellent last night. It's just his one really bad decision was was throwing the triple coverage uh, to Dante, and and I agree. I mean, I think that's that's an accurate statement of how how he played last night. Yeah, you know, and uh, shoot, I ended up I ended up hitting the follow button for Grant. If he ever listens, you know, maybe <laughs> we'll we'll get him a beer when we go down to Santa Clara, like you mentioned. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I think I think we put stuff to rest with Jimmy. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up again during the season if he has a bad game. Naturally. Like every quarterback in the league does. Every quarterback has a bad game during the season. Um, it's just it's just the way it works. It's a numbers game. I do want to talk about the second quarterback, Nick Mullins. Mm-hmm. Um, 
to me personally, it's telling that he came in and we didn't see C.J. Beathard at all. Um, mm-hmm. For my eyes, that's a great thing. Um, Nick, I, I post this on Twitter, Nick has some zip on his passes now. Um, he did go work with Tom House again, and an article I had read about you know Tom House and how he helps his quarterbacks average about you know four to five yards more on their passes, and it showed. I never really would have thought Nick would take a deep shot like that, although he did overthrow Jordan Matthews. Um, to see him take the shot was encouraging, and it was, you know, had a, he put a little bit too much air under it. Otherwise, that's a, that's a house call for Jordan Matthews. Yeah, I thought Mullins played really well. You know, it was 8 of 11 for 84 yards, uh, just over 70% completion. And that's just, man, if that's your backup quarterback, you got to be happy with that. And I think he has very well entrenched himself as the team's number two. Like you said, it's pretty telling that C.J. Beathard didn't play at all. And then, you know, Shanahan comes out in the press conference after the game and he says that, you know, they're going to look at all the possibilities, but you don't like to lose somebody like that for nothing when he's talking about quarterbacks. You don't want to just cut one of these guys. Um, I think next week against Chargers, I guess this week because it's, it's such a quick turnaround, um, this week against the Chargers, mm-hmm. I think it's the C.J. Beathard show. And I think it's his last – it's Shanahan's last opportunity to try and showcase C.J. Beathard and and get a team to bite and, and possibly pull the trigger on a trade for him. Yeah, and the thing, the weird part is it's just, it's limited, though, like, look around the league, who's, the backup situations are kind of settled, you know, the, the Panthers are settled with with Greer, um, Eagles have McCown, the Giants, you know, they're, they're Eli and Brent uh, Jones, you know, and now the, the Andrew Luck thing brings up questions, but I just don't know if the Colts are going to make a move to, to do that, but I, I would like to see... Kyle uh, kind of dial it up next week and showcase him you know CJ thanks for your time but you got to go and I, I don't I would be really pissed off if we kept a uh, a third quarterback and we lose a guy like a Richie James or Kendrick Bourne or mm-hmm. you know the common guy right now is Jeff Wilson but you know you want to keep you, you if you're if you're at your backup quarterback anyways if you're at your third quarterback during the season your, your season's lost anyways I'd rather keep some guys that you know that should develop and Will be contributors to this team, so I'm not I'm not on board with keeping three quarterbacks. I am too. Um, I'm right there with you. I do not want to keep three quarterbacks whatsoever. Um, I'm sure they can just stash Wilton Spade on the on the practice squad. And if, like you said, if it gets to him, the season's lost anyway. So um, maybe maybe you know the 49ers move Nick Mullins. You know who knows? Um, oh, no, 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 no. I know, no. I know, I know. I'm not all about it either. But Nick Mullins does have value and. Uh, the team that does make the most sense is the Colts. You know, we, we talked about it at the open that, that Andrew Luck walked away. And I really quickly want to touch on some things that happened last night with Andrew Luck. Yeah. Um, Andrew Luck retired because he was mentally worn out. And if you look at his injury list for his career, it's absurd. Long. This man, is he played with a lacerated kidney. He's played with torn cartilage in his ribs. He's done a lot of tough guy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, he is a he is a tough SOB. And, and people, for whatever reason last night, wanted to go in on him. And there's three people I want to call out. Uh, <laughs> Doug Gottlieb said something along the lines of, it's the most millennial thing ever to not want to rehab. And rehab's too hard. Well, wrong, A, Doug. Doug. But no, it's just it's just a poor take. And then Pete Prisco's like, oh, I don't know if he ever loved football. 
where are you guys coming up with this stuff? This guy retires at 29. None of this stuff came out when Patrick Willis decided to retire and take care of his body. Yeah. And, and, no. but, but because it's a quarterback and it's the face of a franchise, everybody loses their minds over it. And then the last guy was Mike Florio, who had the all-time dumb take, saying that uh, yet again... About the season ticket holders? Colts fans are duped into thinking they're going to... Yeah, the season ticket holders are duped into thinking they're going to watch Andrew Luck, and now they're not going to see him. What a tone-deaf thing to say. Now, I, look, Andrew Luck didn't die, so it's, we're not talking about that. But, like, he retired to take care of his body and take care of himself. It's a smart thing to do. I respect any football player that walks away from the game and walks away from money to do it. And then all these old white men get all upset because the status quo is messed with. And it drives me nuts. Like, I can't stand these takes. So, Doug Gottlieb, Pete Prisco, Mike Florio, you're all on my shit list because those were terrible takes last night and you stood by them. And you just, oh, they, they really irked me last night. In the midst of yeah. all the congratulatory stuff to Andrew Luck, you know, good good career. It's, it's, it's too bad you went out this way. You got three guys that are just like, have to be contrarian and go against the grain just to get people focused on him. And it works because I'm sitting here talking about him. So yeah. congratulations, you three idiots. You got me talking <laughs> about you. Um, you know, with Andrew Luck, it's uh, it's unfortunate. Um, and, you know, I put blame on the front office. You know, um, Ryan Grigson was a big part of why Andrew's constantly getting hurt. You know, you're drafting terrible linemen, mm-hmm. not protecting your quarterback. Um, you know, and the shoulder issue kept going at him, you know, and to any, to Colts fans, if any Colts fans listen, we understand. I mean, we lost Patrick Willis super early mm-hmm. and I know that that hurt me. I was like, Oh shit. You know? Um, but I, you know, I get it. But at the same time you have to understand, you know, Patrick Willis had a foot issue and his feet weren't right with Andrew. He's, you know, he's got his ankle, he's got his shoulder, he's got whatever else he may have going on. You got to understand that these guys are not, uh, they're not machines. They're human beings too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's only so much they can take. And um, you know, to, hats off to Andrew Luck was one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the man was on pace for a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame career. Was going to break every passing record possible, most likely. And it was only in his sixth season. So, um, you know, and you know, I, I'll just take a shot at Seahawks fans. Congratulations! Now you have Russell Wilson. You can't have a you can't have his Batman to Robin conversation anymore about Luck and Wilson. So yep. Congratulations. There you go. Um, but, yeah, you know, congratulations to Andrew Luck and just to those idiots out there who just run their mouth over stupid shit like fantasy football and shit like that. It's like these guys are human beings. This applies to every player in the league. They're human first. Like, we all are human first. Speaking of um, fantasy football, though, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> last night O.J. Simpson drafted Andrew Luck about <laughs> 90 minutes before he retired. So, I mean, I really think we have to get Andrew Luck in uh, witness protection. Yeah. Um, and protect him at all costs because we have no idea what might happen to him <laughs> now that he's been drafted by OJ. And you know what? And the, the, fantasy football conver- the fantasy football conversation, that's so stupid. Like, I take, like, Marcus Mariota late. You know, I'll go take a Matthew Stafford late. Like, learn how to draft better if you're taking quarterbacks that early. Like, yeah, like <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> that goes for you too, OJ. <laughs> be better, um, OJ. Be better. <laughs> be way better. All right, well, we gotta um, get back to 49ers stuff. Yeah, we've yeah, gone go ahead. way off the rails now. Uh, so back to 49ers stuff. Um, so you you mentioned somebody that is is making some waves 
in in 49ers Twitter and among the fan base, and that's Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, he's a guy last time he had 12 carries for 45 yards and two touchdowns, and everybody's starting to get all, oh, we need to keep him, we can't afford to lose him, all this stuff, and I completely disagree. Um, I think if even if McKinnon comes comes in and he sits on the IR, I think you can roll with Breda, Coleman, Mostert as your three running backs and be just fine. I'm with you. Um, I would like to see Wilson on this team or sneak on the practice squad. I think he's developing well, mm-hmm. you know, to your point about his fumbles. Um, I understand that. But, you know, the rolling with three, Breda, Coleman, and, and Mostert, the Niners should be just fine. And you have Juice. And then, you know, if you need to – point of not being talked about a lot is Hurd in a pinch. If you need Hurd to run the ball, Hurd can run the ball. Yeah, I so prefer that. not to see Hurd run the ball, but you're right. Me too. In, in a pinch, he can. Me too, me too. But there's, you know, you they have that option, the flexibility with Hurd. Um, you know, I don't. You saw, you said there were people who wanted Wilson over Coleman, and that's just that's dumb. That doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. Someone came at me yesterday and said they would rather have Wilson than Coleman, <laughs> and I thought it was a joke at first, and I'm like, haha, good one, dude. And then they expanded on it and said that the the reunion between Shanahan and Coleman is overblown. He was just average on Atlanta last year. If you look at what Jeff Wilson did for the 49ers last year, which, by the way, Jeff Wilson ran for 266 yards last year. So let's not get out there and say that this guy was incredible. He fumbled once every 26 touches. He had 78 touches and three fumbles. That's not great. It's actually really bad. It's a that's that's not a, that's not, not a good fumble ratio at all. Um, it's it's just man, the the thought that because Coleman didn't have a stellar game, playing behind a <sighs> underperforming offensive line and a a, a a pretty good defensive line. Um, I mean, we talked about last night. Frank Clark makes that team look so much better against the run than they were mm-hmm. last year. Um, you know, it, to see like oh Coleman struggled a little bit. Okay, cool. Coleman struggled a little bit. I'm not too concerned because the main bell cow running back is going to be Matt Breda. And, yeah. and the offense is going to run through him, and we saw it last night. Seven attempts for 44 yards. I mean, the guy's electric when he has the ball in his hands. And the thing that he does that, I, that I'm most impressed with, Coleman did it too. A lot of times they were getting met at the line of scrimmage last night. Uh, the offensive line wasn't really opening up a ton of holes for him. And when they did get... You know, when the defensive player made contact with them at the offense at the line of scrimmage, they're falling forward. Yeah, and, and they're getting two, three yards when there's nothing there, and that's something Frank Gore used to do all the time. I don't know how he did it, but he always managed to get four or five yards of carry, pretty much no matter what it looked like. He can get hit in the backfield, and he's somehow still going to fall forward and get at least back to the line of scrimmage. So it's encouraging to see that Breda and Coleman both do that. Um, Wilson, I think, is a practice squad candidate. I'm with trying to stash him again. I don't know if he makes it past waiver wires. I know before the before the show we were talking about uh, like the Houston Texans now need a running back. Yeah, um, but there's you know now looking at looking at the game we watched last night, there Carlos Hyde will probably be available, and I could see Carlos going to Houston. Did Hyde um, even play last night? He didn't, right? He played in the fourth quarter. He had a couple snaps. He had one carry for one yard, and that was it. Wow, um, I didn't even. It's um, didn't even see him. You know, he just doesn't fit what Kansas City does. He's not he's not that speed. You know, we saw that their running back situation. We uh we talked about that with Mello during the week with mm-hmm. Williams and, and, and uh 
Thompson. Those guys are, you know, they're they're more what Andrew Andy Reid likes. Um, but yeah, I can see Hyde, you know, going to Houston with the Lamar Miller ACL tear. But yeah, you know, it'd be nice to sneak Jeff Wilson on. Um, let's talk about other depth here. We got the wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. It's getting, excuse me, it's getting harder to figure out who these six are going to be. Oh yeah, or seven. Oh yeah. Um, another Richie James showing. Mm-hmm. Um. Showing out well in return in the return game and also in that deep thirty three yard pass to uh or from Jimmy. Mm-hmm. If he if he stays on his feet, that's a house call. Yeah. Um, that's what I said. I would I would like to see Richie James break that tackle. Yeah. Richie James breaks that tackle. I'm like, all right, cool. He's on this team right now. Yeah. He, he, incredible, up, he ran an incredible route. The head fake yeah. he did just completely through the corner and it was it was really it was pretty to watch. You know, he ended up with four catches for sixty six yards. And like I said last last week. I'm getting closer and closer to believing Richie James makes this team. Yeah, It's because he does have the return game to go with it. Now, it's just, man, there's only so many roster spots, and that's it's such a shame because Kendrick Bourne actually looked fairly decent really last night too, and he ran with the ones. So he was yeah. he was the first he was the first player in 2019 preseason to catch a pass from Jimmy Garoppolo for positive yardage. Yeah. And it was on a pretty good route up the middle. Uh, throws a little bit behind him. He made a good adjustment, and he it got 18 yards. I mean, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, you know, and it was something to see. Um, Pettis, I'm not Pettis. Excuse me. Marquise Goodwin was out there. He caught a couple passes, but then he was out. And then you saw them running with Debo mm-hmm. Pettis um, and Kendrick, and that to me that looked much better. And that was more. Um, it looked more successful. There's a lot of quickness and short area quickness and better route running. Marquise is, Marquise is the Niners' deep guy, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but his route running is questionable. I think most people will, will agree there. But you have guys like Pettis, Debo, and Kendrick who run really good routes, and that you know that helps with yard after the catch and being able to you know separate and you know get that extra room to make those receptions. And you saw that uh, with Pettis and Debo. Debo had a really nice reception uh, from Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's gonna be tough, man. That's six or seven spot. It's coming down to Richie James, Kendrick Bourne, um, and it's it's gonna be a tough decision to make to to make there. And I, I I'm glad I'm not making the call. Yeah, this is another spot where I don't want Jeff Wilson on the team because I think Jeff Wilson stays on this. If he stays on the on the 53 man roster, he comes at the expense of one of the receivers. Yeah, and again, this is I'm not trying to bag on Jeff Wilson. He's he's not a bad player. It's yeah. just I think we know what he is, and I don't think he's worthy of a spot when you've got three guys that are very clearly ahead of him on the depth chart, um, especially the running back position where you know even four guys once you count McKinnon. Um, and these wide receivers, they did impress last night. They played much better than they had the rest of the preseason. I mean, it goes hand-in-hand with the quarterback play, but, you know, they played much better. Uh, Ross Welly did okay. He had a pair of, of drops. Drops. Um, not, not super great passes, to be honest, but... I'm very much of the of the school that if you're an NFL player and you get your hands on the ball, you should you catch, catch it. it. Yeah, you're wearing these gloves that are basically like wearing stick them. Um, <laughs> there should be no excuse why you don't come down with the ball. Um, but then he had a he had a nice 23 yard uh, play down the field. Uh, you know, Caden Smith didn't show a whole lot last night. Man, and and Toy Lolo wasn't even targeted in the in the in the pass game at all. I think Toy Lolo is gone. Um, it's just shame. He's six eight, and I just kind of want to see a six eight player. Yeah, out, out, and then, out there. 
it kind of goes back to what I said when we did our roster projections. You know, you could keep just two tight ends and then run with seven wide receivers. Right. And use Hurd in that tight end position if you need to. Um, Dwelly's got to catch those passes, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, he did come up big when that you know that big bigger reception in the second second quarter mm-hmm. got the Niners in field goal range. Um, I don't know why they didn't attempt a shot at the end zone, but that's fine. They they could have Jimmy could have another set, you know possible another touchdown, um, but they took the field goal instead. Um, it's get Jimmy off the field. Yeah, he got five five series, you know, um, and scored. He didn't. He scored on one, two of three of them. So, uh, thirteen points, which is it's not terrible. Should have so been, should been more. I mean, should have been sixteen points because they yeah. they went four down, four down at the twenty yard line, didn't get it. So, yeah. not something they'll um, do in a regular season. Definitely not. Yeah, and the the wide receiver room is just it's just tough because you know you, you know your first four, and then those last two or three spots are just uh, they're up in the air, and it's, you know it's gonna be sad to see one of these guys go, and they're gonna be on another team's roster. You know, the mm-hmm. Seattle Seahawks are are digging for wide receivers right now because they don't have anybody. Um, Arizona's looking for wide receivers. They signed Crabtree. You got guys, um, you know, Miami's looking to get rid of Kenny Stills and look for another upgraded wide receiver. So, you know, there there could be something that Niners make a trade with, a, you know, one of these receivers for a late-round pick, which mm-hmm. is definitely possible. Um, so it, it, there's there's options there. The Texans are looking for another wide receiver. You know, this we brought this up earlier. I brought this up to you last night. You know, send... You know, if you don't want to keep Marquise, send Marquise to Houston for, you know, a third-round pick. I don't think John Lynch said no to that. Um, no. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's it's if they come calling, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I think uh, pretty much any wide receiver except for Pettis, Debo, and Jalen Hurd has to be movable Considered. at this point for the front office. Um, and I do think that that's a, that's a trade we're going to see. So I think – because I think these guys are too good to just cut. I mean, if – if Shanahan has enough confidence to say that you want to get something for one of these quarterbacks before you cut them, you have to think the same thing about the wide receivers. Yeah. But same um, goes for the D line. Yeah. And speaking you know, of maybe- D line, let's switch it over to the defensive side of the ball. And we saw some good, we saw some bad, and then we had one play that was particularly ugly. <laughs> and the ugly was very clearly why. The F is Solomon Thomas in man coverage against a wide res- or against a running back. Excuse me. And he rushed three. It didn't. It doesn't make sense. Oh god. Just mind-numbingly stupid. And then Tart comes over and he tries to blow it up, and he ends up taking Solomon Thomas out instead of Damian Williams. As Damian Williams goes sixty-seven yards for a touchdown. Um, just just dropping linemen into coverage thing, man. I don't get have, it. I don't understand it. You have Fred Warner. Juan Alexander. Both of which played last night. Yes, and they played exceptionally well. They did. Um, why don't you put Quan or Warner in coverage on the running back? That seems like basic defensive knowledge. There is no defensive lineman in the league that's going to keep up with a running back like Damian Williams. It was such a weird play design, too, because Solomon Thomas was standing up. Yeah, they, st- they, did. Like they stood was, him up, and then he, he was standing up like he was an outside three-four linebacker, in, in and like then he the took base. a bad angle. Like it was, it was strange. It was a weird play call. Um, it, so hopefully, Sal is just getting all these crappy play calls out of the way, and it's like, no, hey, we're gonna see it again. We're gonna see. Let's, it again. let's see if it works, and it very clearly it doesn't work. That's when you gotta, you gotta snatch right out of the playbook there. Um, but other than that, I mean, the defense played pretty well. I mean, they got torn up a little bit, but it's it's Mahomes. It's the Chiefs. They're, they're, you know, their the Chiefs offense, game. they're very good. 
their screen game work is 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 crazy. But I will give a shout out to Jimmy Ward for being in the right place, at the right time, mm-hmm. and on that on that one screen where it was you know there's a lot of movement, a lot of window dressing, and uh, he stuck with his guy, and you know made a, a good tackle. You know for it was for a positive gain, but nothing crazy. I think it was like three yard gain, three four yard gain. Um, you know to go back to the Solomon thing, the defense. Solomon, you're not doing him any favors no. with the narrative that's around Solomon Thomas. Correct. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I'll say it. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. You can't, you, you can't leave your defense. You can't leave him out there like that. You can't leave him out to dry. Like, you're going to rush four, rush four. Get after the quarterback, and you have, you know, you, you have your guys back there that can cover running backs. Quan, Tart. Uh, Tavarius Moore, Jimmy Ward, you know, you have those guys that can do that. What I don't understand this dropping my defensive tackle into coverage or lining him up outside of a defensive tackle, standing him up. That doesn't make any sense. It's no, just, no, it's it terrible. And, that and was a free touchdown. Mahomes had to know that's what what was going on. Oh, because he he, he didn't he even look at anyone else. I guarantee you the running back was an option one on that play, but he comes out and he sees Solomon Thomas standing up, and he just didn't even bother to look anywhere else. He's okay. We're gonna we're gonna rub route Solomon Thomas, get Williams a little bit of space, and he's gonna go for a lot of yards. He might not have thought that was a house call, but he knew it was going for a lot of yards. Um, but to switch up from the ugly and let, let's go into the good, Jimmy Ward played really well last night. Yeah, he did. Like, so what was going on is he was a starting free safety, but then he was also playing slot corner when they went into a sub package, mm-hmm. and he played really well. Like you mentioned, the tackle on the uh, on the screen. He also had fantastic coverage on was it Miko Hardman, mm-hmm. and who's a blazer, yep. and and Ward captured them step by step, and actually drew offensive pass interference. Yep, and the pass still wasn't completed. Mm-hmm. Like it was a very good play. I think Jimmy Ward played really well, and, and we've always said Jimmy Ward isn't a bad football player. Jimmy Ward can't stay healthy. So yeah, that's, much that's like, always an issue. Much like Jaquiski Tart. I mean, both of them are good football players, but man, if they don't if they don't get hurt all the time. Um but Ward played really well and it's 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 encouraging to see him his first game back play really well out the gate. Um some other guys that stood out to me, uh Demontre Moore played another good game. You know, he had yeah. two sacks, um, a big tackle for a loss. He just seemed like he was all over the place. He did have a bad uh, offsides penalty uh, early in the game, but he kind of made up for it as it went along. I don't think he makes the team. I think he's back in the XFL come February, or I guess he was in the AAF last year. I think he's going to go back to one of those developmental leagues, and maybe he gets called back in the event of injury, but I don't think he makes the final 53-man. With the youth and the talent they have across the board, I uh, I don't think he makes it. No, I'm, I'm I agree with you there on the defensive side. Um, I like I like what I saw from Armstead on the sack. He came mm-hmm. all the way around, mm-hmm. made the sack. I liked what I saw from the linebackers. Quan can hit. He's fast too. He's very fast. Man, he's fast. Him and <laughs> um, him and Warner are gonna be blurs. Again, you know, we we talked about it. The defense was missing the spark plug, mm-hmm. and he's your spark plug. He's everywhere. And when he when he comes, he comes with a boom, and he or he's with his teammates rallying to the ball, um, hyping him up. You can hear him after his hits; he's screaming. I'm like, okay, I like this guy. Um, I'm with you on more. I don't think he makes a squad. I think the Niners are gonna, you know, 
they have some tough decisions on the defensive line. I think they can also make a trade with one of these guys. Mm-hmm. I think I think the guy that seems to be um, discussed a lot is Ronald Blair. He might be a piece that they can move and keep one of these younger guys instead. Um, I don't know where he'd go or who would call, but I think that's someone they can move and, and not have to worry about a roster cut to keep somebody else. Um, the defense overall, I thought, played fairly well. Yeah, they're not playing anyone you know, great after Mahomes, but... I thought the secondary played fairly well. Tavares Moore showed up. Jimmy Ward showed up. Um, you know, Armstead showed up, like I said. Solomon was interior a little bit. He showed up a little bit. Flashes there. I saw a couple flashes of Malcolm Smith, but nothing crazy. Emmanuel Mosley is another guy um, who should make this roster. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think Niners, they have a lot of tough decisions to make in the next six, seven days. Um, and like I said, I, I'm glad I'm not making these decisions because I would – there would be some favoritism on a couple of these guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then some things the team did in general, not just the defense, not just the offense, uh, the penalties were down. Yeah. So that was a big thing. We didn't see flags on almost every play. So that was encouraging to see. And they didn't turn the ball over. And, yeah. you know, that's that that's also been a big thing is the turnover stuff. Um, Pettis did fumble a punt, but it was such a boomer that he had time to go back, pick it up, and still gain 15 yards on the return. Um, just because of how far the the Chiefs guy just booted it, um, you know, it was encouraging to see. And like I said earlier, if this is the Garoppolo we're gonna get all season long, man, the, the Niners are gonna be just fine. Um, yeah. But some some other guys that stood out on defense, I agree with you. Uh, Mosley was very good. Um, Dante Johnson actually didn't play too terribly either. Um, I know that's kind of hard to say, but you know he wasn't the worst. Um. The backup safeties haven't impressed. So Exum and and Marcel Harris both played, and neither one of them did a whole lot to separate themselves. Uh, Dre Greenlaw has taken a little bit of a step back from that first game where he was just all over the place. Um, now it seems like he's back to being a rookie sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Givens was another guy that, that everybody was anointing after the Broncos game because he had like three sacks or something like that. And they're like, oh, this Givens guy, he's all over the place. He looked very mediocre uh, last night. Man, so, you know, overall, it was a good win. It was a good game. And we I think we started to see exactly what we needed to see from the first team, both yeah. on offense and on defense, with the exception of dropping Solomon Thomas into coverage. Yeah, outside of the Solomon Thomas thing, this, this is kind of exactly what I envisioned this team to be. Long drives, 10-11 plays, keep defense fresh, defense is on there. You know, six, seven plays, and they're back out, and the offense is back out. You know, field goals, holding the field goals. Not every team has Patrick Mahomes and and the Olympic four by one hundred team uh, for wide receivers. Right. So, um, the Niners are luck. I'm glad we're not playing the Chiefs this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people are happy that they're not playing the Chiefs, but those who are playing the Chiefs, I feel sorry for you. Correct. Um, you know, I I got exactly what I, what I wanted out of it, and the biggest thing was Jimmy. Shutting people up, Kyle. Shutting people up, um, you know, for those hot take people out there. That that one, that one was for you. That one's like, okay, stop talking and just pay attention. Do some research. Look at the film. You know, stop focus on national media guys. If the local guys aren't talking about it, nothing's going on. And that's uh, shout out to Evan for that because he he posted that mm-hmm. the other day, and I was like, you know, he has a great point, and I you know that's when I stopped worrying about it. But um. 
I would have liked to see Buckner get a sack, but I, we already know what Buckner's going to do, so I'm not really worried there. Yeah, Buckner um, didn't even play that much, did he? He was I only in he, for a couple snaps, and then I think was, yeah, I think it was one like three series. or four snaps. Yeah, one yeah. series, and he was like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna start chewing some sunflower seeds." Yeah, <laughs> he was chilling, but you know the Niners they uh, they got some cuts to make, um, and there's some tough decisions on this team. We know there's you know there's some easy ones, but there's some tough ones too. When it gets closer to that, you know you're in that 60 to 53 range. Those last seven spots um, are gonna be pretty tough to cut down. They do come back home finally. They have they've been on two road games and then they uh, they got the Chargers and this is like you said the C.J. Beathard you know showcase game. Hopefully mm-hmm. they can showcase something and the Niners stay pretty injury clear on the fourth game. Usually a lot of guys get banged up on the fourth game because it's a bunch of guys who are don't want to sell insurance. They want to make an impact. Um, so let's just hope for a healthy game next week. And um, yeah, the game's on Thursday. Yeah. So this is a very quick turnaround for them. Um, you know, like we said last week, kind of complaining about it. Um, with so with it being such a quick turnaround, I don't anticipate seeing any starters. None. No. Not a single one is going to play. Um, yeah. The, the only ones that might play, maybe guys like Jimmy Ward might play. Um, Tavares Moore might play. Some of the guys I think that he's... need reps to to get into their positions. But when you're talking like we're not going to see Jimmy, we're not no. going to see Breda, we're not going to see Coleman, we're not going to see hmm, Kittle, who hasn't played at Pettis. all. Pettis, yeah, I'm not worried about those. Guys. Uh, Pettis probably not playing. Goodwin probably not playing. I mean, the, the list is going to be long. Uh, guys that aren't playing and the guys that might play though, you might you might see McKinnon, you might see Richburg, because mm-hmm. John Lynch did mention that. Um, like you said, Jimmy Ward, the, those might be the only ones. But other than that, I don't think anyone else is is playing. Yeah, so you know, don't don't expect a whole lot on Thursday night. Expect to see guys fighting for their roster spots. Um, you know, just like every year, they end they end their last game playing playing the Chargers. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, sort of. I'm not gonna be able to watch it live because it's on at 10 p.m. and that's just I'm as much of a football nut as I am. I refuse <laughs> to stay up until two in the morning watching the fourth preseason game when I got to get up at 5.15. So I will be watching the game pass the next day before yeah. we jump on together um, and, and record our wrap-up. But, you know, it's, it's preseason's almost at an end. We saw what we needed to see. Yeah. I think the whole fan base is a whole, you know, the entire fan base can just take a deep breath, sigh of relief. Jimmy is going to be fine. Yeah, he's going to be just fine. So we've um, seen it now. Like I said, statement drive is the big thing. I, we wanted to see him sacked. He got sacked. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot else to cover with this game. It's, yeah, it's, it's, we it's got it's everything we, we wanted. It's what we wanted to see. Yep. You know, that that should cover it. You know, I know you got to get to a concert. You're going to go get your drink on. What are you? What concert are you going to? Uh, Zach Brown Band. And oh, uh, we're going with both sets shit. of parents. So the wife's parents and my parents, since we all kind of live in the same area now. Isn't that the one... Um, Cold beer on a Friday night. I think so. This is right. not my choice. I'm kind of just along for the ride. Cool. Zach Brown um, Band's not bad. Yeah, yeah. As far as things that I, I have to go to, it's not the worst. Um, <laughs> I will not be getting my drink on because I have to go to work in the morning and I also have to drive. So I'll oh, be, damn it. I will be being responsible. There's no so, laws in the dream clause. Sh- shout out responsibility. What up? Yeah. Adulting. Understood. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
But you well, know, other than that, man, this this is this is a good wrap up. This is a good, a good game. Definitely was. Um, everyone out there, again, relax. Season's almost here. Take a chill pill, breathe, sigh of relief, like Matt said. Uh, we'll be back probably right before the Chargers game, um, and then after you'll you'll hear from us where we are. We're grinding here, trying to give you guys content on a consistent basis. Um, catch us on Twitter at Fourth and Gold Podcast. You can catch myself at Javier Vague underscore. And Matt, you know the deal. At Matt Bar underscore. Yeah, give Matt a follow. He's probably the better. He's much better at this than I am. Um, <laughs> follow the podcast on all podcast platforms: iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, where podcasts are found. Until then, peace. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more.